Uh, I was going to go with pencil erasers. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to House Party Protocol. Power of Suits, and welcome into another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today, releasing from the dungeon once again, is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? It's been so long, I forgot what the sunlight looked like. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a minute. I'd say it's been a couple of weeks, but, you know, we figured you've had some good behavior, so you deserved to come and frolic for a little bit, so here we are. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm here for you, buddy. So, Merzane, there hasn't been a ton of news for Marvel Crisis Protocol over the last couple of weeks. Pretty much since Adepticon, there was a big news drop and all of that stuff. And so we're going to have another episode where we just kind of talk about some various topics and stuff and um, just have a good time. But real quick, I do want to address the fact that we did get the full spoilers for Gwenpool. The, the panel to play for her has officially dropped. And yeah, nothing changes on her injured side except the art is amazing. Yeah, it looks really good. Like I am... Uh, very much in love with that that art where she's like roasting a marshmallow over the burning Vespa and Jeff's got a marshmallow in his mouth too. Like it's amazing. Yeah, they 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 did a really good job with her uh her art stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because you know, reading this character just as a base four threat character, pretty solid. But I, you know, somewhat uninspiring on certain aspects of her card yeah there's nothing like big and bombastic for a character like Gwenpool on her cards but I think that her tactics cards are where we'll see that yeah I could see her tactics cards being um pretty interesting and I mean that's been the trend lately right of, of having pretty solid tactics cards to go with a character that is solid and then exceeds expectations once we see those tactics cards right yeah it feels like um the character cards feel a little bit more basic for a lot of the newer characters come out not everyone obviously stuff like immortal hulk breaks that mold or modok new modok but a lot of like the four and three threats feel a little bit more plainy and then the tactics cards seem to define or further define how they're played or what makes them unique yeah and i think that's an interesting thing to discuss here before we get into some of our, our main topics that we wanted to talk about. But how do you feel about this kind of, okay, well, if you're playing Rhino, you got to have robbery aspect of things. You know what I mean? Where, like, these characters are coming out and they're having these tactics cards that just make them, I don't want to say function, because they function without it, but just give them that little tune-up, right? Like, is that an okay space for the game to live in? I think so. I think that like most characters that you can think of have something that they do in the comics that just like 
you can't quantify in like power or with an action or whatever. And it being a, a, a hard once per game kind of thing, um, it, it makes it that much better. Or even stuff like, you know, magnetic refraction on my magneto. It's basically a superpower. If you're playing brotherhood, you can use it all the time, but it also like opens the door to use it between his activations and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good place to be. I think the only issue with it is that like, older characters kind of need some catch up and probably some retooling because they're obviously the complexity and power budgets a little bit more character card oriented for older characters. And it's slipping away from that on newer characters. And once we kind of like get them both kind of balanced, maybe some older, some new cards for older characters and maybe another a round of, uh, turning cards horizontal and making them a little bit more in line. It'll feel a lot better then. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it in terms of looking at the older characters and their lack of defined team tactics cards stuff, if you will. Like the the core box didn't really have any character specific ones. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as the game went on, we got more like affiliation specific ones. And then now we've gotten these character specific ones and I agree with you that I think the character specific team tactics cards it makes it interesting and I think that what it does for the squad building aspect of things makes it interesting and I I feel like I've been using that word too much lately but (laughs) I feel like that being able to say okay cool I want Rhino does Rhino do enough without robbery or do I have to have robbery and I think you could play Rhino without Robbery and be okay, but I think Robbery just tunes him up that little bit extra. But then, you know, you've got those other characters that, like you said, their power is based on their stat card, and they don't have that once-per-game, you know, quote-unquote game-breaking ability to to just put down. You know what I mean? Like Baron Zemo isn't going to break the game with a master swordsman. You know? Yeah. So, so I I see that. And I think that's really cool and an interesting way to look at it. But the next thing that I'm curious about is talking about getting some tactics cards for those older characters. Do you see that as something that they could even do? Because with the way they release tactics cards, like this box of Gwen and squirrel girl, I think it's only coming with four. I can't even remember. I'm going to pull it up real quick. But you know they're all going to be related to those characters. Do you feel like they're going to have to start introducing tactics cards for characters not in those boxes? Or do you think that's going to have to be like another card pack situation? So we've already seen some of that kind of stuff. Like with Ms. Marvel, right? She has two tactics cards. One that assists Miles and one that assists Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one way that you can do that. That does probably make like very specific team up situations for cards. Um, but that's something that you could, you could try or new character cards. Like uh, I think the doesn't new Modox cards can work for old Modoc because yeah, they say they, George Tarleton. Exactly. So, so that's a good way to throw some, some cards to older characters is when you release a new version of a character, which I'll say once again, is totally fine. And I encourage AMG to do so. Yes. I like getting new versions of old characters. I think it's pretty cool. Um, there's also card packs, right? Like, like you said, a card pack would probably be the easiest way. Like, 
hey, here's the new 2023 tactics card pack. Oh, by the way, we've got some extra cards. They're free for print online like we did last time. So you don't have to make a purchase if you don't want to. But here's some cards for Baron Zemo and Valkyrie and Thor and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then you could also like how uh, you could do Blade as an affiliation leader. So he might have a card that specifically helps uh, Iron Fist if you're playing an affiliate, you know, stuff like that. You can, you can, there's ways you can do it. People who are related to each other in some way or by affiliation, I think could like have a card that is useful on them or multiple characters, like how the Weapon X characters tend to say, Logan or Wolverine, Logan or um, Laura, you know, you can have cards that are like, you could put this on, you know, Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel or Gwenpool yeah. or Deadpool, even though I know they're not like super related, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. And for the record, it's three team tactics cards coming in the box uh, with these ladies. So, yeah, but I think that's definitely a way to do it. And, you know, using more alter ego names when, when the, the moment fits to use an author ego name instead of their superhero name i think makes a lot of sense so yeah yeah so uh, those are just some interesting things that i i had thought about when looking at gwenpool's release and just the discourse around that character and some of the other new characters and stuff like that and i just wanted to take a second to talk about it because i just i feel like that Marvel Crisis Protocol is in a pretty good spot, and I think that the direction that they've gone with how they've addressed the character balance and stuff like that has been pretty solid lately. And you know, Gwenpool again as an example of a character, it's a, it's a darn solid four threat character. Oh yeah, and it's just unfortunate that she doesn't have the defining thing on her card. But I'm excited to see what her tactics cards bring that can just you know maybe give her that little bit of an edge and uh, that's been the trend so hopefully that happens sometime this week of course it's probably going to be hit publish and then boom we get the team tactics cards <laughs> mm-hmm. so anywho Merzane, we have a bit of an announcement to make here today i guess i don't know if it's so much of an announcement as just like the final details if you will. But uh, yeah, the House Party Protocol League that I've been teasing and teasing and teasing and teasing is finally happening. That's probably the way to put it is it's happening. So yeah, I uh, put all the details on the House Party Protocol Discord. They are, they are in there. So if you're interested in being a part of the House Party Protocol League, you can check out the uh, Patreons, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month, which equals uh, like one, two, carry the three, uh, 12 bucks a year. You can come and hang out uh, with the chillest community, the realest community, the illest community, sometimes the thrillest community on the interwebs, in my humble opinion. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a league and it's going to start on Sunday, or I guess Monday. I guess Monday will be the official kickoff, and that date is the 17th. 
pairings will be posted up on Sunday night, the 16th. So basically your deadline, Sunday evening, if you're listening to this, April 16th. And it's going to run for four weeks. So it'll go until the Sunday, May 14th. That'll be four weeks, right? One, one whole week, two whole weeks, three whole weeks, four whole weeks. Yep. So Sunday, and you see, I counted. I literally had the calendar up and was like, <laughs> let me make sure I did this right. May the 14th. So yeah, come and hang out with us and roll some dice. And if you're wondering why I'm putting this league behind a bit of a paywall, it's for a few reasons. One, as a way to say thank you to the people that do support me, it's just playing, having fun, hanging out, you know, getting some games in. And just as a bit of a benefit for the people that have supported me and that are continuing to support me and the new people that support House Party Protocol and what I'm trying to do over here. So it's kind of a reward there. And I just wanted to do that. And and yeah, that that's kind of why. And then the second reason is to keep out the trolls of the interwebs because, you know, not that I think the Marvel Crisis Protocol community is rife with them, but they do exist. They are out there. So I try to do my best to limit that as much as possible. And then, uh, you know, I also want to keep it as fun and relaxed and low pressure as possible. And uh, that's why we've come up with some fun little rules and, and whatnot to uh, to talk about here for a second. Merzane? Yeah, the rules you've come up with are... Definitely different. Definitely interesting. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. And it's one of those things where it, and this again, like I said a second ago, it's meant to be fun. I don't care if people use this little nonsense thing I came up with or not. It's literally just a way to differentiate things. So what we have done here is we've had a Marvel snap infusion into Marvel Crisis Protocol. And for those of you that have played Marvel Snap, you'll know that there's like a mechanic where when you think you're going to win, you do a snap and then you get extra pieces of the Cosmic Cube and all that stuff. So we've tried to kind of incorporate something like that into a Marvel Crisis Protocol match. And again, you don't have to do it. It's, it's a little weird and wonky. There is a breakdown of how it's supposed to work in the pinned post on the Discord there. We have an HPP League section, and there's a a pinned post discussing how it works. But basically, everybody's going to start with 25 cubes at the beginning of an event. And as a game goes, you'll be able to snap when you think you're going to score more points in a round than your opponent. So for instance, if Merzane and I are playing and let's say it's round two and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to score more points here. I'm going to snap. So, and it has to be done at the start of the activation phase. So I'm going to snap and say, I'm going to outscore you this round. So then I'm going to double my gain of cubes for that round. So like every round is worth one cube, two cubes or three cubes. So I can say, boom, 
snap, and now I've doubled that amount. So, again, this is explained way better in the write-up than I'm explaining it right here, and it sounds ridiculous and weird, but it's, it is weird, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> but I thought that was the goal. It's the goal, right. So, all of this to say, the, the cubes are going to be changing hands, and at the end of a game... You're going to, if you lose your game, you still get six cubes to, so that way you're never, ever going to run out. And if you win the game, you get 10 cubes. But at the end of the whole event, whoever has the most cubes wins. So like if your win-loss record, like if you went 4-0, and but you didn't snap at the right times and, and you didn't try to maximize your cube gain, then you might not win the event. And again, there's nothing on the line here. Literally nothing. We're we're keeping oh, no, there's track. There's a lot on the line here. <laughs> yes, the only thing on the line here is your enjoyment of a game. So, I hope that that that's all I want to do here is be like, okay, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna beat you this round, and you snap, and then it's like, oh crap, I didn't beat you this round. You know what I mean? Like just fun nonsense stuff. Like that's all it's meant I, to promote. I I thought that the cubes were redeemable at a ticket counter, Chuck E. Cheese style, for prizes. Uh, yes, that's also, that's also true, but, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I, I wanted little, like, you know, those little, those little dome things you put in your, you like turn them inside out on your finger and they pop off of, you know, those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go with pencil erasers. Pencil erasers are good too. Yep. Chinese um, finger traps. Yeah. That finger traps are good. Um, you get balloons or, um, what are those, the little fart balloons? Oh, whoopee cushion. Whoopee cushion. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, for, if you save up 10,000 cubes, you might get a Bluetooth speaker. Ooh, I've been, uh, I've been needing a, a Bluetooth speaker. Uh, now, now you definitely, uh, you're definitely bringing out the, the competitive spirit in me. Like I said, 10,000 cubes. So good luck earning that amount in four weeks. <laughs> oh, we'll find a way. Find a way. Even Life. If, uh, even if I've got to cook the books. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So ultimately, again, this is just for fun. And, you know, for those of you that have already signed up, we already have, I think, 24 people signed up, 23 people signed up. So if you've already signed up, you don't have to fool around with the cube part of it. Just play and have fun. And if you do want to, and, and if you want to find a way to game the system to try to maximize your cube gain, go for it. It's, again, there is nothing on the line other than just have some fun with some cool people and some chill people, learn the game a little better, play something that you're not super familiar with, all of that stuff. Like that's, that's why we're here is just to have fun, goof off and, and have a little bit of a distraction from this crazy world that we live in here. And uh, I hope this does that. I hope this does that. And I hope that you out there listening will choose to join us because I have a feeling it's going to be a great time. And with all of this being said, when I say nothing's on the line, that's very true, but after it's all said and done, I'm going to hold a raffle, just a random number generator pull from everyone that participated, and you'll get a model box. You know, so like, well, yeah, that's, so if we have 100 people playing, then I'm going to run 100 people's name through random number generator, and whatever pops out, you're going to, you get a model box. So, like, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing, nothing big, just something something for fun and and as a way to say thank you but again it has no no state no bearing on your standing 
whether or not you're going to win something or not. It's literally just for funsies. So, yeah. I mean, Rizane, what do you think about all this? Do you, I mean, it's a little bit ridiculous, but I think it's still going to be fun, right? Oh, yeah. I, I'm not a big Marvel Snap guy. In fact, I think you took my least favorite mechanic in Marvel Snap to make the league set it around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from a couple people. <laughs> I one of the things I disliked about Marvel Snap was the was the cube portion because I just like I don't care about the cubes. I just want to play games. There's other things with Snap I'm not a big fan of, so that's that's not the only thing. Um, but I just like it as an excuse to play with the community. I I really don't care what the format is. Um, Same. I'll either. I'll either get a bunch of cubes or I won't. Um, my only complaint is I can't play this. I was going to bring my shield list, but uh, the shield list that I typically like to play likes to play from behind. Um, mm. That's not very good if you want to get cubes. <laughs> mm. it, you don't want to you don't want to be scoring one less than your opponent every round because you just give your opponent a bunch of cubes. Well, you can only snap the one time. So, you know, it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right, though. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. I mean, that's how I'm probably going to be playing is down all the time. So, you know, and that's the thing. Part of this is it's not just whether or not you're winning in total, right? So, like, let's say we're playing a game and you have 12 points and I have four points. And even if you win the game and score four points, but I somehow score five points in that last round and I snap, I'm going to win that pot worth of cubes you know so for the round for the round exactly for the round so like you'll still get the 10 at the end i'll still get my six but i'll feel pretty good about myself for securing a bunch of cubies yeah you could theoretically with proper snapping and uh the right kind of turns you could theoretically lose every game and win the league Theoretically, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it, and that I think is fun. That's that's why I think it's a little bit fun and ridiculous. So maybe that's what I should call this league: is the fun and ridiculous HPP league. <laughs> but nah, uh, letting people know you're trying to emulate Marvel Snap is better. Yes, <laughs> I definitely think it feels snappy with that. Yes, exactly, definitely, and yeah. So that's the league. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a DM or uh, message on Facebook or, or wherever you want to find me at uh, HPP underscore Will on all the main discords there. And if you, you join in on our Discord channel here before this starts, there's an HPP League tab that you can click on and join up through that. There's a link at the top. It's the pinned post. So just join through there, and then, uh, yeah, we'll be having a bunch of good times. But now, Merzane... Speaking of good times, let's talk about the lists that uh, we're going to be running for this league. Or we'll start with mine because you aren't fully fully in on yours yet. But we'll start with my list, and I got to get a caveat right out of the way. The idea with this list is playing Immortal Hulk as much as possible. That's that's the intent. Okay, that sounds about 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 par for the course. Yeah, yeah, and it's a Midnight Suns list, and it's called you're gonna like this Hulk and Suns. Hulk and Suns. So is this like Hulk and Suns Attorney of Law? Yes, exactly. 
thought it was pretty good. Isn't there, isn't it like, there's a storyline in the future with like old man Hulk, is it old man Logan where they have old man Hulk and they've got a bunch of like Hulk children. Uh, yeah. Like and they're like Hulk trailer, children. trailer trash. Yeah. Yes. That's old man. Logan. That is, that is what I'm imagining your list is. <laughs> I mean, it's, I wouldn't say these characters are trailer trash. I think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. So we have Blade, Dr. Voodoo, the Immortal Hulk, Wong, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Black Cat, Beta Ray Bill, Mystique, and Pyro. For Tactus cards, we have The Siege of Darkness, Bats, the Ghost Town, Heroes for Hire, Gamma Drain, One Below All, Deception, Brace for Impact, Recalibration Matrix, Eyes on That Prize, Patch Up, and Pyrotechnics. Now, if you're counting out there, yes, I have 11 tactics cards because that's part of the thing is we got to get, get those whittled down a little bit. Secure Crisis. Demons downtown has our comeuppance come due. Intrusions open across the city as seals collapse. Gamma wave sweeps across the Midwest. And then we've got our extract crisis of fear grips the worthy. But I, I always mess this one up. I, I literally <laughs> always say that. Fear, fear grips, grips the worthy the, as the world terrorizes citizens is yes. also pretty fun, though. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, the world is terrorizing these worthy. Oh, my gosh. Hammers. <laughs> uh, then we have research station and Montessi formula. So, Merzane, what dost thou thinkest? So, controversially, I'm going to say, I think your character selection's probably fine. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. The only one I might say is a bit weird might be Moon Knight. We, I mean, you, you might could swap Moon Knight for a smorgasbord of characters available like, in the game. Uh I, th I think he's fine, though. I just don't think you'll see a lot of play out of him. Um, Why not? Uh, if you're running Hulk every round, you've already got 11 points, right? Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Not Moon Knight. I'm, yeah, yeah, Moon Knight and Black Cat are the two that I was having problems with. So, 11-point core, sort of. Um, at 15 points, you can do Voodoo, and that's a pretty good 15-point list. Um, and the only 15-point list you've got if you're bringing Hulk. Yeah. At 16, you can do Wong and a three. And that three is probably Iron Fist, let's be honest. Yeah. Because he's protecting and he's also really good. Um, you could bring Pyro because you can play out of affiliation at this point. Um, and 17, I guess at 15, you could use Beta Ray Bill instead of Voodoo. Yeah, but, I could use Bill. But with, with Midnight Suns, you want a lot of affiliated characters. Right. If you can, if you can handle it. Um, at 17, that's where you can do, you get the 11, so you have six points to work with. You can do a four and Wong or two threes. Um, and I guess, it, I feel like at that point, you're probably bringing Mystique or Pyro over Moon Knight. They both just are a little bit better. I think you only bring him to make affiliation in certain configurations. Some, like maybe if you want Beta Ray Bill, uh, 
at like 18. If you want Beta Ray Bill, like maybe you bring Moon Knight as a three instead of Iron Fist, but I don't know why you do that, but you know. That's fair. I don't think he's a bad choice. I just think he's probably going to be, him and Black Cat will be your two least played choices. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And when I was making this list, Moon Knight is one of my favorite characters. So this is, again, for the House Party Protocol League, I'm playing, putting Moon Knight in my list because I want to play that character. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is why he's in here is just, and even if I don't ever put him on the tabletop, it's again, it's just my favorite characters. And I kind of waffled over Black Cat actually. And like, I know why she's good. And I think that Midnight Suns is probably one of her weaker affiliations overall, but like being able to troublemaker into an opposing immortal Hulk or insert other big bad character, you know, I think is very valuable and having, so having access to that, I think is good, but I wouldn't be upset dropping black cat, honestly. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, so here's one of the reasons I don't disagree with any of your character choices. It's because you're planting your flag in the Immortal Hulk in Midnight Suns. Yeah. Um, and that's just unexplored territory. We we have no idea how he changes. Right. You've kind of got a lot of things in this list to try. So even if like on first glance, I look at him, I look at Moon Knight and I'm like, maybe not. I mean, you might find out in playtesting that having that ranged threat with stealth uh, really benefits your Hulk and your blade or whatever. Like yeah. there's potential that and 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 black cat might have a little bit more use like you said being able to troublemaker people with what you're to kind of even out the amount of actions your opponent gets because you'll be bringing the immortal hulk right um so definitely i think it's fine um to just be to be experimenting with all these characters i don't see anyone that's egregiously bad um some people probably would disagree with wong um, i think wong's fine because at, like we talked about at 11 point core essentially yeah uh, sometimes making it 13 is a little bit easier to to like work with he's gonna make your list building a lot easier in a lot of situations yeah will he get used a lot probably not i think midnight sun seeds a better too but yeah it'll, it'll definitely make affiliation easier to hit yeah and i think that in certain instances he can work okay and I think the the biggest question that I have for this list specifically is who would I drop for an OG Strange? Because I think OG Strange is actually really interesting in a Midnight Suns configuration that kind of centers on the Immortal Hulk. And not because of the defense dice aspect of it, but really chasing Crimson Bands as much as possible. I I think it's one of the two that we mentioned, Black Cat or or, uh, Moon Knight. One of those two just... You've got enough threes. Yeah. You don't need another one. Yeah, I think what I might do for week one is take Black Cat out and put OG Strange in and see if there's a a combination that works well there. And then as the league goes on, because that's another thing about this league, there's no list lock. You can change it every single week if you want to. You can change it right up until you you hit play for all I care. You know what I mean? So. It's not that big of a deal. So I think I'm going to change out Black Cat for OG Strange. And someone in the discords has suggested to go with Soul Strange. Uh, I'm not doing that. 
no. Uh, I can tell you from a lot of Midnight Suns experience, maybe not the most in the world, right? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have played a good bit of Strange, Soul, and Time, and otherwise um, in the current, not, not in the current meta right now, but in the, in, in, in Meta's past, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, it's, he's not worth six points. Okay. Uh, you'll never use time. Time just does, he never has the power for it and he just doesn't have a reason to. He's got Eye of Agamotto. Um, and there, the soul gem, if you remember it, it's fine. Right. But like, it's, he's a ranged character. Typically you're not, in range to get soul gem benefits. If you are, he's probably in danger. You don't want that. You want him to not be in danger. The best thing it's used for is to do the bump and grind stuff. Turn yeah. one on an in affiliation character. That's why it was cool. But now we've got the immortal Hulk who's way better at it and probably worth seven points. Uh, and then beta Ray bill is like the best splash for the affiliation ever, which also wasn't previously a thing. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit harder to get those like you're, if you needed four you had to take Hella, and like you took it and you just had a character not doing anything but now yeah. you have Beta Ray Bill you have a character that's going to do something so I I, I don't think Gem Strange is worth it and yeah. at least in Midnight Suns maybe in Defenders you know and maybe eventually in Defenders if Defenders ever gets good but not in <laughs> not in this and especially not if you're going to be taking Hulk every game yeah. that's 13 points so that's 17 points with with blade like yeah you literally can't make an 18 point list if you want to bring strange yeah no i'm I'm right there with you so so yeah i think uh <laughs> i think uh yeah we've we've nailed that down from a character perspective because again it's just one of those things where these are characters i want to play I've, I've been really wanting to play more midnight suns so this is a good opportunity to do it and and committing to the grind that is figuring out some more fun stuff. And again, Immortal Hulk, Uncharted Territory. I'll gladly figure that Uncharted Territory out. You know, I'll, I will go through the desert, through the frozen tundra, through the one below all's realm to figure out the Immortal Hulk and report back. Yes, please. Yes, yeah. It's relevant to my interests. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I th I think he's going to be really good and I've I've seen again the discourse and we talked about this a little bit on the last episode with Tim and how I feel like that that people are just whelmed by him right now. Not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed, but just like he exists and I'm just kind of like I think he's going to be really good. And we were having a conversation last night on the discord uh, with our good friend Leland from the Aegis brand studios. Make sure to give him a subscribe over there on YouTube. And, and he thinks that immortal Hulk could be a potential for an NPE in certain situations. And I think that as characters go up in threat value, I think that's just inherently baked in that. Yeah. There's going to be those games where they just run the table in some kind of way. And and he was bringing up, and I don't disagree with him here, that the where it could come from, where the, the negative part of it could come from, is how your opponent could potentially just dump attacks, 
dump actions, dump activations into Immortal Hulk and just potentially never get him off the board. And that's kind of the point, I think, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so I, I can see that. I definitely agree with that, right? Yeah. But there's also the potential with just the regular Hulk. Well, like, yeah. Regular Hulk can potentially just, you had to do 20 damage. There's potentially you put, a, I, I've done it before, put a bunch of actions into him and just don't get any value. Mm-hmm. And like on the, on the flip side, I mean, you could say Wonga could be a negative play experience because Wong could walk up and one shot your beta ray bill. <laughs> yeah. Which happened to uh, Justin from uh, our podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and, I mean, every character has that potential, but in terms of like consistently potential, consistent potential, I think as you go up in threat value is where, where that increases exponentially. But I think that that's, part of the like social contract of the game is like, look, I'm putting this big model on the table. It, it might not go well for you. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think that that's one of those, like th- this doesn't fall under the don't be an a-hole umbrella, you know, play your models, have your fun, all that stuff. Like I don't think immortal Hulk is in the realm of like what black order was early on in the game or what Malekith was when he first dropped where like, if you come up to a casual game night and you drop this model on the table, you know, like you're, you're planting your flag. I don't think immortal Hulk is that, but I do think that he's in, you get what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm, I don't know yeah. if I'm explaining it very well. I think I get what you're, I think I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I hope the suits out there are too, because I don't want to say that. I, I do think he's, he's definitely built for that potential of of creating a situation that might not be as fun for an opponent. However, I I think that he's within the the curve of the game where it kind of makes sense. Whereas like again, a Malekith was above that curve to the point where you know you're beating your head against the wall. And I guess you're kind of doing the same thing here with a Mortal Hulk, but yeah. That's, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. But that's just when I when I look at this card, when I look at this character, when I think about what the play patterns might be, I see a character that's going to be really good, but is going to fall in line, so to speak. I, I think he'll be fine. Like he's much more limited than a lot of the other big characters that run the table. Um, like I think in the circles where a character like this would typically be a problem, like in more, I'm going to say casual, but not because it's like an insulting thing or anything you mean, but like, I think that's typically the case, right? Like you go, you go to your normal game night and a guy that's not prepared for Hulk has to play against Hulk and it's a bad time. Yeah. Um, well, those are the kind of games where, like you said, with a social contract, you should be like asking your opponent, Hey, I have the Hulk. Uh, is this something you want to play against? They're like, well, no, I don't really know how to play against that. And, and I think if, if you give them the chance to say yes or no, even if they say yes and it, he runs the table, they'll be like, okay, well, that was my fault. I should have said no. And next time I'll say, please don't play Hulk. Well, yeah. Um, and, and also that's like, hey, well, you know, maybe d- you don't have to go super hard as Hulk. Maybe you can say, well, I'm trying to learn this character. And hey, do you mind if we kind of come at this together? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just, yeah. And on top of that, uh, on top of that, like, there's the potential that they play it correctly or, and you could help like teach them, you know, maybe don't go after this guy, you know, um, 
maybe you can help them build a, build their list or edit their their play to help play against something like that. And that yeah. means in the future, it's less of a negative play experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's now talk about these tactics cards. And yeah, Siege of Darkness, that's definitely in. The one, like I've got 11 here, and the, there's two actually. Two that I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know yet. Maybe three. So Bats the Ghost Town. So I put Bats in here for a specific reason. And that card reads, if you haven't read it, it's a Midnight Suns affiliated card. When an allied Midnight Suns character is modifying its attack dice, it may spend two power to play this card. Change one of the allied character's attack or defense dice to any result, and this effect may change skull results. So, if the idea is for a Moral Hulk to do all the stuff, I really need to get that wild on his smash attack, which is his throw. I, I really need that wild. So that is specifically why this card is here. It's like the need it, gotta have it throw. That's why it's here. Or and if I put in, if you're playing, as I say, yeah. Doctor Strange for the yep. Crimson Bands. <laughs> we're, we're on the same page here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Bats is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm not taking that out. Then we got Heroes for Hire. But Bats was one I was kind of like on the fence on. But the more I think about it, the more it's like, Nah, hits in. Uh, Heroes for Hire, Gamma Drain, that's definitely in. One Below All is one that I'm kind of on the fence on, but if I have my Immortality token, I can remove up to two special conditions from myself. So if I get staggered, I can just be like, cool, here's two power, I'm not staggered anymore. Mm -hmm. I like that. I don't dislike this card. Um, I think it's an interesting one. Uh, it's also just a gamma leap for two power randomly right. on top of your regular gamma leap. So like, I mean, you can even use it around. If you, if you weren't in affiliation, you could use it around one to grab middle objectives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I, I wouldn't want to take it out. Right. I'd want to test with it a little bit first. Yes. And that's, that's why it's in, but it was definitely uh, questionable. All right. Deception. No question. Brace, no question. Recalibration Matrix, because I'm rolling such big dice pools with a character like Hulk, I feel like Recal should be in. I feel like it's a nice one to have. I don't think you'll take it in every 10 or in every 5, but I think it's a worthy slot for your 10. Yeah. Currently. Agree. And then we've got Eyes on the Prize, which is the next one I think I could do without because I've got I, access to characters that can functionally do this. Yeah, there's... there's Almost no reason to have Eyes on the Prize and Midnight Suns. Because anyone that can get to power, move, and grab a middle objective with the eyes can bump and grab the middle objective with without eyes. Right. Especially on a big base like Beta Ray Bill yeah. and Hulk. Yeah. I mean, like, Iron Fist can't reach either way. Like, he just can't. Yeah. Um, eyes on the Prize isn't going to help him. The only other characters that you could do it with would be um, Hulk and Beta Ray Bill and they can just bump that's that's why eyes is just it you're kind of doing eyes is what non Midnight Suns characters have to bring to do Midnight Suns things <laughs> yeah absolutely so yeah I'm taking that one out and that leaves us with 10 because patch up and pyrotechnics are the last ones the only other one you might I, obviously one below all and 
Gamma Drain, your mileage is going to vary based on how good the cards actually are. We don't know yet. Um, but the other one I would say maybe could go would be Recal. Um, that could be Fallback. Yeah. But I think we're we're talking, th- there's that, you know, like that little group of unaffiliated tactics cards that just sits off to the side waiting for someone to pick a single one to be their 10th card. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, I think there's an argument for something like a face me here or a war path, you know, something like that I think is, is worth, worth thinking about. Yeah. Fallback and Warpath both sound pretty good. Yeah. I think Warpath sounds interesting. Again, if the idea is to throw a mortal Hulk on the table as much as possible and say, okay, cool. Uh, you, you, you want to hurt me? Well, I'm coming for you. Yeah. I think if you want that, you can, I think, I think Recal's fine too. It's, it's, I don't think there's any reason to change it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I guess that kind of wraps up tax cards. I don't think there's, and to your point, Gamma Drain, One Below All, I don't think there's anything here that's crazy off the wall, but we've got to like figure out what's going on with Immortal Hulk and these cards. So I think as it relates to One Below All, specifically as like a stagger defense, once he has his immortality token, I think is where things go but like look if he gets staggered before having the immortality token so be it it is what it is but like once he has that immortality token being able to get the actions and all of that stuff i think is uh going to be really important yeah i I think with these two you'll just naturally one day wake up and realize one or both of them isn't worth taking right and you'll be like okay well i'll cut that one and i'll add in warpath or fallback or or whatever whatever but there's no reason to now because you should be trying them especially in a league that's meant meant for fun exactly that's exactly it and i also want to get more work out of pyrotechnics like i've had that card in a couple of lists now and the fact that you have to make sure that characters are incinerated before you can do it has just thrown me off at times it's like i can't roll a while to save my life when i really want to use pyrotechnics yeah (laughs) It's so annoying. The struggle. It's so annoying. But then people, when they play it against me, they're like, okay, you're on fire. You're on fire. You're on fire. Cool. Everybody here is on fire. The Oprah Winfrey of flames. Exactly. That is definitely, definitely Pyro. Oh, also, by the way, so Pyro, his name is St. John Allardyce, right? So have you ever seen the movie Zack and Miri make a porno? no i've not <laughs> never seen that movie okay i've never seen it first of all very funny movie it's very very funny very enjoyable if nobody out there listening to this has not seen it that is of the age to see such a movie it's not yeah you know, just because it has the p word and it doesn't mean that it's like you know it's an adult movie but it's not like you know anyways it's got seth rogan and elizabeth banks in it before they kind of were big stars and whatnot. And uh, it's got Jason Mewes in it. And uh, it's like one of those like Kevin Smith type movies, right? And it's very funny. But there's a character in that that you meet early on, played by Justin Long. I don't know if you know who that actor is. Like the guy from Jeepers Creepers. He was like the main character in that. It's Justin Long. And that character's name is Brandon St. Randy. And so... (laughs) I've taken to calling Pyro Brandon St. Randy as every time, every time I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to activate Brandon St. Randy. (laughs) I don't know why. 
That's funny. It's just like the fact that he's got St. John as his name. And it's like, for whatever reason, those two things just click for me. And so it's like, cool. Brandon St. Randy and Pyro, one and the same. And so anytime you hear me refer to Brandon St. Randy, it's Pyro. <laughs> those two synapses are just connected in your brain. And you're like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I don't know about you, Merzane, but uh, I think that's going to be our secret code word. <laughs> synapses or Brandon St. Randy? Brandon St. Randy. Did they have to spell it correctly? I feel like that's the real challenge. No, no, just whatever you think is whatever works for you. But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, oh lord, yeah, that it's yeah ridiculous, and I'm ridiculous. So here we are, crisis talk. Yep. All right. I think it makes no sense to play anything super wide. High points definitely as much as possible. But my secure crisis demons intrusions and gamma. I think gamma's the weak link here but I don't know what else I'd put. Um, that's a good question. I, I don't think there's really much else to put in. I think you're wanting ease really bad. Yeah, I think ease and like part of me was like, ooh, maybe sword. But then I was like, mm, even though it's not three points, I'd rather if I'm going to be playing at 15, I'd rather play on gamma than sword to yeah. have that little bit more of control there. Especially, again, if you're bringing Hulk in every list. Um, I think Midnight Suns are fine at 15 sword if you build your list right. I don't think your list is built right for that, though. Yeah. So there's one other one that was, like, interesting. And it's Mare Fisk, because Immortal Hulk is immune to stun. Not everybody else is. Yeah, that's the problem. Not everybody else is immune to stun. But Immortal <laughs> Hulk is. So, I don't know. It kind of, like, I was intrigued by that but I don't see the benefit of going for something that has 16 points instead of 15. Yeah. You, you know? get, I mean, at that threat, you could run Hulk strange blade or Hulk blade Wong and a three, but like, I don't know. It just, I, I feel like if you want to try that configuration, now's the time to try it, but I don't, I don't feel offhand like it's going to be the best for you. Cause you don't people like doc, like strange and blade and voodoo and iron fists. You don't want them stunned. No, they don't want to Ray bill. Yeah. Oh, beta Ray bill is the worst. Uh, when he gets stunned, like blade blade, I think can deal with it because he's got the half blood physiology, but you just have to make sure you use that at the right time. Yeah. It, it's, it can just be awkward because right. you may know he's in danger, but you want him to, you don't want to activate him yet, but then it's like, well, I'm either going to get less power when he gets attacked or I have to activate him and then do the shaker. It's just, it's awkward. Yep. Um, he really likes it when he gets power from being hit. Yes, he does. <laughs> he really does. So yeah, I, I think that it's, it's intriguing, but I don't think I'm going to do it yet. Maybe in week two, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Extract crisis. I have no notes. Um, research station needs to go and it needs to be something with a middle objective. You want to be leveraging the fact that you can do that with Midnight Suns. Okay. Um, Interesting. Cubes or cubes or scrolls or, uh, struggle for the cube. You can take your choice. Yeah, I'd probably go with cubes. I'm more comfortable with cubes. Yeah. You know, I think that's fine. Uh, and I, I mean, I, 
to be fair though, scrolls is interesting because I do have plenty of like physical defense to where I'm less likely to get moved. But and I, I can't I can't remember if Hulk can grab the opposing scroll or not. I'm not hundred percent sure. But if he can, that means that you can or, or if Bill can. I, I don't think they can. I think but if Bill they can, can you, do it you, with eyes on the prize. Yeah, Maybe. but we don't want to do that. That's yeah, too we much. Don't do that. We don't do that. Um if either of them can with the bump and the um the grab. Uh, I know that Hulk Buster can do it because I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a good way to like, you can grab your opponents and then you have like Mystique or Iron Fist or someone that can go and grab yours. Yeah. So with Research Station, yeah, I do agree with you like leveraging the middle objective. But like Research Station feels like it's purpose built here for wanting to brawl and beat each other up. Midnight Suns doesn't typically want to brawl and beat people up, though. Yeah. Uh, you do with Hulk, but do you really want Hulk in the middle of a brawl situation? Maybe? I think you want him to harass yeah. people. I think you don't want him in the very middle because that's a good way to get him focused down and killed, potentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could try a research station. I would probably drop hammers for it, though. Yeah. Well, that's not because hammers is cool, but you don't hammers is a little counter synergistic because of Siege of Darkness. Oh, like and and that's the ghost hound being fantastic cards. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even think about Siege of Darkness and you have to pay the extra one. <laughs> yeah, it it's not a bad crisis for them. They really like the extra dice, but there are times and it was way worse back when, like, you'd have a bunch of hammers on Blade or something, and you're like, yes, he's going to siege. No, he's not. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it's a little better nowadays. Um, but it's still a little counter-synergistic sometimes, um, if you're, especially if you're ahead. Yeah. Um, but you can work with it. But I would drop it if you, if you really want to try, um, try a research station. I feel like they're both the equally counter-synergistic, potentially. Right. And, uh, it, it gives you your one, your budget of one bad crisis in extracts. Cool. I'm, I'm here with it. I'm here for it. We're going we're gonna to take out Research Station and put in cubes, and we'll see what the hammer situation works, works like. Because who doesn't love a hammer? I guess Midnight Suns, that's who. Midnight Suns doesn't love them. They, they really love like them. them. Yeah, cool. So, final list here. We've got Blade, Voodoo, Immortal Hulk, Wong, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Beta Ray Bill, Mystique, Pyro, Doctor Strange, OG Strange, Tax Cards, Siege, Bats, Heroes for Hire, Gamma Drain, One Below All, Deception, Brace, Recalibration, Matrix, Patch Up, and Pyrotechnics, Secure Crisis, Demons, Intrusions, Gamma, Extract Crisis is Hammers, Montessi, and Cubes. So yeah. I'm happy. Looks good. Happy Looks with fun. This. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. And I'm excited to try Immortal Hulk out and, and see kind of what's what with him and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I I may join you when I if I decide to play Midnight Suns. I think I think that Hulk. I don't know if he answers a lot of problems for Midnight Suns, uh, but he's. Definitely a, a good step in the right direction in some ways. They really needed a way in affiliation to do the bump and grind. Yeah. They finally do. Even if it's seven points, it might 
it, it might make a difference. I'm, I want to see how your games work out and how other games work out. And well, so when you talk about myself. bump and grind, you're meaning grab like bump and bump yourself up, go grab a middle objective and then bump to safety or, or then walk Correct. to safety. And yep. let me ask you this, Merzane. Is it valuable to do that turn one with a seven threat character? Like, like if there's a middle objective, say a middle cube fragment, should I even, like my first activation, if I have priority, should it be Hulk to go for that middle? I think it really depends on like what's going on. I think a lot of the time you really don't, you, if you activate him last, he's probably going to move hop and then punch somebody. And like, that might be fine, but it's probably also better to just secure the extract yourself and not risk it. Um, and then he can always hop back. And if you've got the, uh, if you've got whatever that other card is, uh, <laughs> one, below one below all, all you could always spend it to double hop, right? Cause he'll have one power at the end of the round. He'll get, he'll be up to four. So he doesn't have quite enough to gamble leap and hop, but he could hop or gamble leap hit, get the power and do it again. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, like it's, it's flexible. Just- it is flexible. It just feels weird taking my seven threat character as the first activation of a game just to get one point. That one point can matter, especially when you're trying to score as many points as you can so you don't lose your cubes. This is this is true. <laughs> this is true. I don't know. It's just it's I'm gonna have to try it just to see how it feels and and you know, maybe maybe it is suboptimal and I think it's one of those things where when you're looking at it from a list building perspective, trying to find an excuse to put mystique in there. To say, okay, cool, you come for that middle one, I can use deception and get you closer to my Hulk and the rest of my team, and now that objective is mine. Yeah, especially if they can't do a grab-and-go play. Exactly. Um, but but the thing with Midnight Suns that I have recognized is even though they have a great mobility uh, leadership, they don't like chasing people. They really, really want you to come to them. Yeah. And they want to do Siege of Darkness on a bun- with all their guys, hitting people like one or two guys. Um they really want you to waste your actions coming at them because if you sit just at a range to try to like, you know, stop them, they can bump and then they get the double tap. Uh, they're not a chase affiliation. They really want the danger to come to them and grabbing middle objectives is a really good way to get that ball rolling because all of a sudden, well, now I have to go chase Hulk down because he took the middle objective. Right. That's um, fair. But, th- you know, again, doing it with a seventh threat character, maybe that does... We've been wanting one in affiliation for Midnight Suns for a while. Maybe maybe Hulk is not the answer to that. Um, I think Beta Ray Bill is a fantastic. I think Beta Ray Bill breathes a lot of life in the affiliation being a good yeah. splash. Yeah, I um, think if I'm going to do it, doing it with Beta Ray Bill is probably the way to accomplish the objective, so to speak. Yeah, if you've got both, Beta Ray Bill's the one that does it. If yeah. you're only running Hulk... It's going to depend. I think you're right. If they if they don't have the grab middle plan, a deception play is probably better. But yeah, you probably save yourself a lot of heartache if you just go ahead and grab it. Yeah, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works, and uh, and we'll we'll just live our best life. So yeah, that's the list. That's the strat and uh, strategy. That's right. If you're playing in the league, just be pre- be prepared to see an immortal Hulk. Cause it's happening. Hopefully and, he lives up to that name. Yeah. He, I think he does. And uh, yeah, I'm so 
also excited, like weirdly, to paint that model. It's not gonna look good, but like <laughs> the model itself looks awesome. So I'm gonna like paint it as best as I can. Yeah, Yay. I wasn't gonna get this model most likely, but now that he's in Midnight Suns, I think I have to. I think I'm obligated to. Obligated. Yeah. He just looks so cool. At least he looks awesome. It's a way prestige better than piece. the Hulk. Yeah. Oh man, way better than OG Hulk. Yes. So. Zane, we don't have a ton of time left today, just a bit of a time constraint. And somebody out there probably is glad that we're not going to go for two hours like we have at times. <laughs> uh, but do you want to give a quick rundown of what your Midnight Suns roster and spelled S-U-N because you're weird and lame? Well, I like the game. Uh, this is this is what I co-built with a, a local a friend named Terrence. Um, the idea was to build like a hard control Midnight Suns list that tries to outvalue you on like activations and stuff. So it's a little bit different than yours. And I don't have Hulk in there yet because I haven't thought about how to add him in. Um, for characters, I can do the middle grabs with. I've got Beta Ray Bill, Hulkbuster, and Juggernaut. Also, most of my splashes. Um, and then for my other two splashes, I have Mystique and Toad. My mm -hmm. core characters, the ones that I'm playing in affiliation, are Black Cat, Blade, Doctor Strange, Doctor Voodoo, and Iron Fist. Um, the whole idea is to leverage strange iron fist and black cat and voodoo. If I can get all, if I can, whatever combination I can take to limit the activations you can take either with activated tokens, because iron fists can do a round two um, iron fist in this list. If done correctly. Oh, because uh, when I get to the tactics card, you'll see why. Ah. Um, and I just, I want to activate more times than you, push you around with some of my other characters, grab middle objectives and make, make, make it very hard for you to play. Um, and then just win on the, win on action value. Um, for tactics, I've got bats, brace, deception, escort to safety, face me, heroes for hire, mission objective, patch up and siege of darkness. And then the one that helps me make the round two play is no matter the cost. Yeah. Uh, I can double move, and if I don't pick anything up, Iron Fist has four power at the start of the round. He can kick onto somebody for five, and then no matter the cost to do an Iron Fist. That's that's pretty gross. Round two, that character just doesn't get to activate. That's um, pretty gross. Yes, it's it's pretty disgusting. And if you ever hit him, uh, of course, I don't have to no matter the cost for as much. Right. So pretty good there. Uh, for secures, I've got intrusions, uh, sword base, and superpowered scoundrels. I don't know if these are the correct choices, um, but I try to when I when I'm using the, the all the control stuff. I have also got like Hulkbuster and Juggernaut for a lot of maneuverability. Mm -hmm. um, I want to leverage that control and that maneuverability to like grab a lot of places, and I'm okay. Go I want to. I feel like I'm okay going on wider secures because I'm going to be shutting characters down. So I can throw them off a point and then stand there in their place and spread a little thinner because I don't, I'm not going to get focused down as hard is the theory. Yeah. Um, and extracts it's scrolls, spider infected and struggle for the cube. Um, all middle grab stuff. Uh, that's what I want to be trying to leverage it. Of course, my opponent can leverage it against me and it's not great, but because I have so much lockdown and a lot of control, I can potentially chase people down and, uh, 
And maybe, and maybe I don't even need to, maybe I'll just win so hard and secures. It won't matter as much. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when looking at the crisis setup here and scoundrels specifically like sword base with the way you've configured things, totally get it. I think that makes a lot of sense and it's really interesting, but scoundrels is one where I'm just like, man, I don't know. I just don't know. It's it's a little weird. I need to experiment with it in a few live games. I've just done a lot of theory craft with this list, uh, with a lot of aspects of this list anyway. But uh, Hulkbuster is really good, it seems, on Scoundrels. Uh, it's very easy for him to maneuver around all the all the points. Right. <laughs> Especially in Midnight Suns when he's hopping a big base. Oh, yeah. Hopping a big base. It, if you've never done it and and you've like never played Midnight Suns, or, or for me, it's Convocation, and being able to get that big base hop, it's awesome. <laughs> yep. It really I'm, is. If, if I remember correctly, you can be on any of the outer points and position if positioned correctly, you can hop directly to the middle point. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So it's just, there's a bunch of maneuverability. Hit and run lets them do a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, it's the same thing. A- every character in the list has access to every, uh, every sword base at any time. Uh, yeah. If positioned correctly. Uh, and I think scoundrels is the same way. And it's not like positioned as in like, if I double move, I can make it. It's if I move and hop, I can make it. If I mm-hmm. remember correctly. No, I get it. I think like it's I, cool. So yeah, I put a lot of time into thinking about it, but I haven't put as much time into playing it. Um, I've been taking a lot of time to play shield. Uh, Cause they're very, uh, very demanding faction. <laughs> demanding indeed. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to see if this ends up being what you play, if if this works and and yeah. how it works, because I, I find it to be very interesting and stuff. And one of the things we talked about when we were looking at my list is how you want to have as many affiliated characters as possible with Midnight Suns to leverage your Seas of Darkness. But I think with what you've built here, you don't have to leverage as much Siege of Darkness as possible. And yeah. that, th- that's that's one thing I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's nice. And I also got to say, though, um, this is just a little tangent off to the side here. Uh, The fact that the Midnight Suns symbol, the symbology for Midnight Suns has become the symbol from the video game really frustrates me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, there's dice out there, some custom dice, and the symbol is the one from the game. And I'm like, I would buy those Midnight Suns dice if it didn't have that symbol on it and it had something else. Sad. Like... (laughs) Give me a little Ghost Rider head or something. Oh, yes. Like, literally almost anything different. Because I just, I think that symbol is lame. And it was created for the game. And yeah, yeah, it's in the comics now. Sure. Because they've, like, had crossover. But just, ah, I don't like it. I just don't like him, Mercedes. I'm sorry, Will. I'll give you a hug. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I can feel your hug through the microphone. It's very comforting. A great embrace. Yes. So, Merzane, with that, I think that's where we're going to have to end this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I know the last few episodes have been kind of meandering and stuff, and uh, it's it's just one of those things where it's not that we don't have anything to talk about. I think there's more than enough topics that we could discuss. I just think it's interesting to to be a little bit more conversational and organic and stuff right now. And as we get some new character releases, new tax cards, and uh, just general more stuff happening, we'll be able to, you know, talk about all that stuff and 
whatnot there. So I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you do, make sure to leave a review, leave a like, you know, f- subscribe or all that stuff on the podcast platform of your choice. And uh, yeah, hit me up with messages at HPP underscore Will on most of the uh, main MCP discords out there. You can send me messages on Facebook just directly to the House Party Protocol page. Also, be aware there was some troll bot account trying to impersonate me and saying, oh, you know, you won the giveaway. No, you you will know if you win the giveaway directly from me. I will never ask you to click any links or anything like that in terms of if you won the giveaway. That would never, never happen. So I, I you don't have to worry about that. And I'm sorry that those bot accounts exist and are doing the thing. And I'm trying to figure out a way to stop them and, and all that stuff. But we'll see what happens. And uh, also, if you're interested, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol, and you can come and join us in our Discord channel and come over and play in the HPP League. It's going to be a great time, and I'm, I'm really excited to uh, get a chance to play with some people that I haven't played before and just have some fun, casual games and uh, just, in general, enjoy ourselves for a month, and then maybe we'll... We'll have some more events coming up soon. I know, uh, Merzane, we've got a tournament here in Memphis on May the 20th, which I am going to be participating in. Are you coming up for that one? I'm planning on it. Cool. Well, if you want that information, uh, again, in the House Party Protocol Discord, there is a local events tab down there, which you can find information there. And we'd love to see anyone that can make it out to, to Memphis for that one. And shout out to our friend Sean, for kind of running that gig and and doing a wonderful job with that. And uh, yeah, there's there's events happening. There's one uh, happening down your way around Huntsville, right? Yep. Uh, May 6th. May 6th. Cool. That's my son's birthday, so I will not be going to Huntsville for my son's birthday. Uh, but uh, yeah, make sure to check that out. I'm sure there's links floating around out there. If you need any links for any events or anything like that, you can uh, shoot me a message, shoot Merzane a message, and... Uh, We'll get that sorted out for you guys. And also, uh, the kind of the last thing, announcement, big thing, I guess, is don't forget we're doing a giveaway right now. We've got a giveaway going for the uh, Immortal Hulk and New Doc, New Modoc. And you can find the link on our Facebook page there. Just comment, leave a thing, and uh, and then you'll be entered in. And you can send us messages with the secret code words from each episode, which, uh, Merzane... It's Brandon um, St. Randy. Brandon St. Randy. Sounds good. Yeah. Brandon St. Randy. So just send that <laughs> and and enjoy that. Just just let that marinate for a little while. And uh, you'll get a bonus entry into the giveaway there. And uh, yeah, just, just keep it locked right here. We're trying to get a bunch of stuff moving and going here on the podcast. We're going to have some custom dice made. So if you have any thoughts on that... Um, Make sure to uh, let me know. Like we're we're cu- trying to figure out colors, symbols, all of that stuff for the custom dice, and uh, it's it's coming along. And yeah, I'm excited for that. Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me at the Gamers Guild Podcast, where all fine podcasts are sold. Indeed, it's always a good time. Make sure to subscribe over there and to all our friends and. Uh, yeah. Party on, Zane. 
party on, Will. And power down, Suits. Suits.